So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Dwarf Podcast! Well, hello everyone, oh, yeah. and welcome to another episode of So What Is It? <gasps> a Red Dwarf Podcast! Oh, that's right. Oh, um, not over Zoom or anything, that no, was beautiful. No, it wasn't over Zoom. I don't know what that sounds like recording all together in the same room. Hopefully, not too terrible. Terrible is a word I might be using a lot tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, this episode is beyond a joke, and possibly. <laughs> That's an appropriate Life title, is um, but maybe art. I'm giving away how I feel about this episode a little too early. We're here as ever with my trusty co-hosts Dan, Matt, and Matty. Um, I've got a suggestion, guys. Maybe we should go into the, the things we almost liked first. <laughs> Do both rounds of it at the same time, just in case we mention it all too soon before we get to the end. Wow! And I could then edit the the second lot and put it at the end of the episode. <laughs> Am I being cruel? I don't know. Um, oh. I I struggled with this one. <laughs> Dan. I also struggled with this one. Mm. I, know, I know we're not allowed to say it, but I think I can say it without fear of, um, of contradiction. It wasn't my favourite episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, look, there were, there were bits in I, I did enjoy, but um, yeah, it didn't go at the, quite the brisk pace. We've come to appreciate that we're accustomed to. Yeah. Mm. Matty. Oh, this was just not very good at all. <laughs> <laughs> this this is just not good. There were a, a couple moments where I had a little bit of a giggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't all completely dreadful, um, but a lot of it was dreadful. But now it's, it's been a few weeks since we last got together mm. and we were saying we feel as though maybe there's some good jokes going on, but there's too much not working around those good bits. Matt, have you got anything to say about this episode? I think maybe out of the four of us, you're possibly the most positive. I really liked this episode. Well, there you oh, go. And there yeah, were yeah. things about it, I thought, obviously there were things that didn't work, but on the whole, I didn't think it was it was terrible. I didn't think it was brilliant. Certainly better than that ducked thing. Well, we like to, like to have a lone dissenting voice on the podcast, don't we? So, and I do like to be different. Usually mm. it's Matty. Yeah. Um, but this time we'll see how we go. So, so you we're going to go to you last. You said that, didn't didn't you? So, so go because you pre- presumably got a few more bits and pieces you'd like to mention, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I made a joke, but actually halfway through, I was thinking about the podcast, thinking we need to choose things we almost like. <laughs> so you can choose an almost like or something you like, Dan. What, give us give us something from this episode that's worthy of a mention. Worthy of a mention. Um, I I I fully titted. At the uh, at the notion that um, the uh, the chalk outline guys had to go back to the car for a second piece of chalk, so big was being a double chalker. Being a double chalker. Well, I wondered if that was somewhat controversial that joke, but um, but what? yes, I thought it was a, an amusing notion. Yeah. But I didn't know how well that joke would go down. Hmm. Uh, Matty. Um, I had my chuckle uh, while they're all sitting. Just the, the one chuckle. Just the one chuckle. I had the one quick chuckle. <laughs> Um, when they're all sitting in the gazebo and then Crichton comes out in a tank and blows up the gazebo that made me laugh yeah I, I must admit I did like the blowing up of the gazebo yeah just borrow the T-72 from the WW2 game and then I think we'll have everyone's attention 
now, for me, a couple of my highlights are Kachansky moments. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which have surprised me as well, really. But um, I, I really liked the the dud quip that she made. You know, the sort of sit when they were which sitting one? there. Which one? No, uh, the deliberate dud. Right. Yes. Quip. Well, not the deliberate dud quip, but the, it was written as a deliberate dud, uh, with the sort of like the hue. Things start with hue. Yeah. Simulants hate everything human or humanoid. In fact, anything beginning with a hue. <laughs> Probably hate the third largest city in Vietnam then. <laughs> yes. I quite like that. <laughs> roll, roll, rolling in the aisles at, yeah. the, uh, at any navigators conference. <laughs> so I thought that was quite good. Even though she pronounced it wrong. <laughs> the joke wouldn't work then, would it? <laughs> mm. She's oh, trying to fit in, isn't she? Yeah, that's, I, I like the trying to fit in aspect of, yeah. of the character there. Matt, um, regalus. One of them I'm going is to do with um, the Nega Drive. It contains the greatest concentration of anger and jealousy outside a BAFTA awards ceremony. I I, <laughs> I, I found quite that quite amusing. For all the sort of um, metaphors and similes they were trying mm -hmm. to get into this episode, that was one of the few that maybe works. I don't know. I think I'm get, I'm tiring of them. They're finding them hard. They're I, harder, isn't it? I, I I don't want to don't want to interrupt you, but you've written them down so you can come back to them. I, I enjoyed that, but for me, any other time, any other episode, that would have segued into slagging off Rimmer. And, and that was the moment I sort of thought, oh yeah, because that that, that's Rimmer. I mean, we've, we've visited moons and planets where that's the premise, mm. and it's Rimmer's neuroses. So, for me, yeah, that was, that was a Rimmer joke that couldn't be for me. I didn't dislike it, but it was a... It was a oh, yeah. absolutely, I completely agree with you, because let's face it, there is a massive gaping hole in all of these episodes that he hasn't been in, mm. and that's Rimmer. And I'm just trying to find something positive, because otherwise I'm going to have to open up the uh, canister of lithium carbonate in here, because we're all clearly very depressed. Oh, <laughs> 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 look, I, did, I have got one or two others, but... No, so well, well let's, let's, let's talk about the episode, aside from the fact whether the jokes are funny or not. I think... It was a real struggle, laugh-wise here. There's a, there's a couple of things, and I wonder if we should save them to the end, or just mention them as we go along, really. I don't go know. for it, just do, do, <clears> go for it. We don't have to sort of like do a, a second round later on if we've exhausted them, if we're just talking about the stuff. Because, yeah, let's go, let's go to that, because that was an okay one of the, it's like this, it's like that. I stopped writing them down halfway through, because they were the only things I was, was writing down, and, yeah, they, they felt really desperate yeah. to me, some of them. I yeah. think... One of the reasons as well, in the last few episodes we've been going about when Crichton gets all moody and complaining yeah. and does all this. This episode was basically a whole episode of that. Just when, you know, you thought they've done a lot of it and thought, okay, that joke's kind of done now. It felt like that whole episode was dedicated to Crichton being in a mood again. See, for me, that's not the, that wasn't the problem. I mean, you like the blowing up the gazebo. There's cl clearly, yeah. there's clearly humour to be had from him and his head exploding, I suppose, Repeatedly. Was <laughs> yeah. quite funny, I, yeah. I guess. It wasn't unfunny, was it? I can't believe it. I simply cannot... <laughs> oh, the quick cut shot of obviously a model blowing up yeah, yeah, in the yeah. eyes of <laughs> before. I don't know if they do that ironically knowing that, because they use it in the intro of Red Dwarf, so... I don't know if they genuinely are taking the mick out of special effects there. No, I think, or it's, just, they genuinely I think it's just the effect of the time. But yeah. um, I mean, again, it goes back to the old thing that I hate of, it's in the titles. Yeah. You've seen it, what a shame. 
uh, they've ruined the surprise. But the second time was funny. I mean, yeah, it was one of those things that yes, we've seen the head explode. So if we're thinking about it too much, or if we're thinking about it, then we're waiting for the head to explode, and therefore we sort of yes, you've seen the punchline, but actually the punchline only works if the setup works, and and and, and so now we understand why the head's exploding. And it was one of those jokes that got better with the repetition. Ironically, or not, it was talking about food, and sometimes Matt's heads explode when we're talking about food on the podcast. Totally. So, um, and I can I can completely sympathise. <laughs> if I got a meal for someone and they asked for either ketchup or brown yeah. sauce, my head would explode. Exactly. Mm. So it did sort of like have a personal, especially thing brown sauce. Do, do, do you know what? Do I didn't what? ask for salad cream. Then, no, hang, on, hang on, brown ketchup. Brown, brown ketchup. ketchup. Is, is, that, it, is it a is thing? That, is that just brown sauce? Or was, or was it just Lister trying to be... I'm sure brown ketchup is brown sauce. Because some people can call brown ketchup... Who does? I've never heard of it being called brown sauce, brown ketchup being brown sauce. But I have heard that somewhere you, But before. you can't even say it properly. It's not a thing. No, it's The not. people who call it that are wrong. Please... But, Send your complaints but, to but, salad but cream But was this Lister just trying to rescue a bad situation? Uh, is, is that uh, why he asked ketchup and he tried to rescue it? Because it's not... It's I, not I think It's, not, I think it's brown so. sauce, yeah. isn't it? It's not brown yeah. ketchup. But, but I think so. Do you want ketchup? Um, brown, not tomato, brown. It's like I've got no class. With lobster, you want brown ketchup? Also, I'm going to add this, right, completely off note, I'm doing a bit of a mat here. I went to a sushi restaurant the other night, right? Thanks, <laughs> then. Well, I did. It's true, you do. Yeah. Went to a sushi, but I've never been to a bloody sushi restaurant. No, really? as in going off on a completely random Just tangent. A, yeah, a full yeah. tangent. But I went, to, uh, I went to a really nice sushi restaurant the other day in Cardiff, and it was lovely. The table next to us had a big sushi platter, and they asked for a bottle of ketchup, and they were eating the sushi with ketchup. I genuinely sure it wasn't felt... soy ketchup. No, no, no. It was, it was a bottle of Heinz ketchup. Wasabi felt... ketchup. Oh, I was disgusted by it. And so when I saw that scene, it actually kind of gave me a flashback to literally... Yeah, not yesterday, day before. You can say me going off at tangents. It's just because I'm trying to get the Bozo Brothers more interested in something more cultural than name that smell. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did then? I, I, I do, I, I do I, see I what I did, did then. today because having watched the episode. <laughs> a bit, admittedly, I watched it about ten days ago, so I had to read these notes several times. Yes, we have. You know, summer has hit us hard, guys. We haven't been together quite as much mm-hmm. as normal. So yes, yeah, so so uh, this series seven, which not not enjoying so much, is going on even Can longer. You just, <laughs> just imagine when we do the quiz. Oh, oh it's like episode one. <laughs> what? <laughs> what I will that? be referring to my notes, Dan. So just you know, just was, beware. I'm not okay with it. There are rules. There are rules. Um, but so the head explosion. That was an okay moment. I, I didn't have a problem with the the premise as such. I mm. think it was a good sort of like it's built up to this, and now it's got to him getting to the point of blowing up gazebos. That you know, as an idea, I thought that was okay. I mean, this is the second time that Crichton's you know neuroses about Kachansky and just generally not dealing with the new situation has actually put all their lives in jeopardy. You know, because everyone's favourite episode involving ducts, um, again, was, you know, this was this is all his fault, frankly. Um, and it I don't was, think it was, it his, was his fault he blew up, though, was it? No, it wasn't his fault he blew up, but we end up going off on this. Uh, we, but because he blew up, because he couldn't deal with it, then they all have to go off and find a simulant. And do you know what? I was so surprised when that simulant turned out to be rogue. I just didn't, <laughs> you know. I mean... You know, they get such a bad rap. Have we ever met a non-rogue simulant question? You know, that, but you, you are right. There is, a, there is clearly, a, I don't want to use the word pattern or formula, 
However, you are right. I've got to what agree about with a you. Fatten or a formula. <laughs> so if all simulants <laughs> are rogue, then in fact no simulants are rogue. That is their default setting. Yeah. They are just simulants who aren't very nice. Talking of simulants, the simulant in this episode... Don Henderson. That's yeah. right, yes. He of... Was it Bullman? And um, there was... Oh, no, Dan, Dan I actually have two episodes. There was a there was a um a, f- a bit of a factet about this. His voice was not modulated. Oh no, he speaks like this. No, <laughs> no, that's because unfortunately the poor man died of throat cancer um, later on that year. Unfortunately, yes, I mean, yes, it, I, I think they did did do something to it, but yes, his voice was naturally like that. Yeah, good, good gruff actor. Maybe getting to the end of where he was, and it wasn't exactly the greatest role in history, was it? Don't think mm. it stretched him as much as some of the uh, roles I've seen him in, and mm. I've seen him in some unstretchy roles. So <laughs> this was, this was. He, he was in Star Wars. He was. Oh, yeah. He was oh, yeah. Star yeah. Wars, Doctor Who. He's, uh, he's other things. Other, well, yes, many other things. <laughs> Pat but, and Margaret. But can anyone guess what his character was in Star Wars? Can anyone guess? Why guess when we know? No. No, no He was an Imperial officer. With Darth Vader. He was mentioned by name a few times. Yeah, what's his name? I think we had this in a quiz. I I believe I actually said a quiz. You had a quiz around Imperial Imperial officers and he was one of them. I did. Was he not uh, Gerard? No. No. Oh, well. General Taggy. Is that a fact? General Taggy. Sounds like a make of trainers. The Red Dwarf Podcast. Yeah, I, I don't know where to go next. We talk about Crichton, we could talk about we it. We can carry on talking about Crichton. Yeah, go on. Basically, you got something else to say? Yes. I will need to be bleeped, but he just needs to cheer the... Oh! ...up, basically. Because <laughs> he is being a, a whiny, whiny little douchebag. And um, it really just is... It's really spoiling yeah. Series 7 for me. It's getting... To, it's not funny, and it's just irritating. But is it, yeah, is it that they're doing it... To, Too much to, to fill uh, the whole of Rimmer, as we're saying. Does that sound right? Doing it. Doing it terribly, <laughs> possibly. But is that the reason why they're, they're taking him that direction? Because it replaces the neurosis mm, of maybe. Rimmer. I'm just thinking that obviously Robert Llewellyn co-wrote, co-wrote this episode, so Crichton isn't as whiny. The you're lying type. There's none of that in this episode. But obviously there but we is... we do have Abel. But we wrote, he wrote yeah. himself an opportunity to play something slightly different. So he? what do we think yeah. of Abel then? Uh, well, yes. He did have a line that I particularly liked and I highlighted, so I'm going to drop it in because we were going to do for that. It. He talked about the fact, well, we, we, we crashed a bit and then the crew just lay about and didn't talk to me for a while. <laughs> I thought the character that, of Abel... Um, I didn't like the character, but I, th- I liked the characterization. I liked what he did. He was, a, you know, he was a drug addict. It had messed with his brain. Um, and um, and it was a, it was an interesting take on what can happen to a series four thousand mechanoid. But tracking back to whatever the episode is called, where we see the other heads and he becomes human DNA. Mm-hmm. I think at the time we all loved Sparehead three, didn't we? And it was sort of like, that. oh yeah, it'd be great to. Is that the angry northern head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and, and I think at the time we sort of said, oh, it'd be great to see more of that. Now mm-hmm. we've had two opportunities this series so far where they've played on that a little bit in uh, the first episode where we had so we wanted to see more of uh, that spare head three thing we had that opportunity in the first episode when his head was replaced and he didn't have his guilt chip it's sort of a bit like that mm. and then here we have Abel which was even more like it but yet um, I don't know if it's because the episode was going 
badly for me. I just didn't care. <laughs> I didn't really care. Yes, he had a couple of okay lines, but yeah, it, it it was something different. You know, we we talked in the past about how Chris Barry uh, had the, has had many opportunities to play different characters, either different, usually different versions of himself or of his character Rimmer. But he's had that opportunity in a way that others haven't. This was Robert Llewellyn's first opportunity to do that beyond the other heads. And I thought it was it was it was interesting. It wasn't sort of like, oh, I hope we get another episode with Abelin. Obviously, we can't. No, but not. the story-wise, Matt, when we had these other ones, like when we had all the rumor characters, it usually had a knock-on effect of us either feeling sorry for mm. Rimmer or highlighting something about yeah. about him, get some pathos in there in some way, or the fact he's left behind at school, or you know, he, there was something to it. This didn't do that. No, I mean, it, we didn't get to know Abel and think, oh, he's likeable, then he betrayed us, then he saved us. Just crying on crack, wasn't he, basically? Yeah, so, it, so story-wise, it didn't do anything emotionally because, no. you know, as we've always said, you know, it's not just about the laughs, it's about the good story as well, but I don't think it got to the story part of it either. It led me to the um, my m- sort of medical corner uh, moment of the week. Okay, go for um, it. Well, obviously the... Is addicted to Otrazone. And I was convinced that was a real medication that I had heard about Otrazone. I'm thinking, I can't do that. That was been on an advert for something like that. <laughs> Turns out I was thinking of Otravine, which is a type of eye drop that was out in the 90s. I don't think you get it anymore, but I just I definitely remember. Obviously, this shows I've watched a lot of television, watch adverts, and there's this. You know, some woman complaining about gritty eyes and then, you know, someone shivering this stuff in her eyes and then she's all fabulous and skating and, like, playing basketball at the same time. You know... Are you sure this is not body food? <laughs> it might have been, but she was a strong, confident woman with very clean eyes. Um, yeah, but, uh, yes. So not very special, but certainly it, took, it, it kind of it occupied my brain while I was watching the rest of the programme. Maybe it's where you enjoyed it. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I was on ultrasound myself. I don't know. Buzzing it, on eye drops. Yeah. It, it was, um... It was, a. Uh, a fleeting look at drug addiction in a weird kind of way. But, yeah, I mean, Matt, did you, I take it you didn't sort of grasp any sort of, like, emotional beats in this particular that got to you? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not massively into drugs myself, but... No, I'm talking about I mean, the characters rather than the drugs. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, we're all smackheads then, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, you could be. I don't know. You, you lived through... I was going to say you lived through the 60s. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Well, you did. The Red Wolf Podcast. I'm mental. Right. Also, the thing that really annoyed me, I can help with the IT brain here. Why would they store his personality on a stick of RAM? So RAM is random access memory. It's where the information temporarily goes when it moves onto a different area. You wouldn't put a personality on a RAM stick because then what would happen is your personality would change every five seconds because a stick of RAM only holds temporarily, like, temporary memory and everything on there is random access memory. So why would you put your personality on a stick of RAM? It doesn't make sense. Sounds a bit random. Welcome to the Open University IT module. But, yeah, have you got anything to add? No, not, no. I think everything that would be said has been said. <laughs>
But what do we? I mean, I, I think failed. I think I got up and and did something else and missed something when they started talking about all that stuff on the box. You got up and did something. What are you thought? Sod it! I'll do some ironing. <laughs> yeah. I was tempted. Saw this episode. <laughs> no, no, to be honest, I think my phone was on charge on the other side of the room and it, and it beeped. So I went to look at a message. And, they, <laughs> and, they, and they came back. This is usually me who watches twice and makes furious notes. But and they came back and they were sitting there with this box of all this the, for the BAFTA thing. So like, what's that? Where the, so where that box come from? And it was just sort of here's this. It was sort of like Chekhov's random yeah. access box, wasn't it? It really, it, yeah. That why do they call it RAM? It blows my mind. Well, I wonder. I think it just sounds technical, doesn't it? I, I guess it's not hard science. Well, or the, they also use Mega Drive, which was made by Sega, which is Mega ne- ne- Drive. Mega Drive. Oh, sorry. Mega Drive sounds like Mega Drive. Oh, well, yes, pay, I, pay attention think, and watch properly. I think it was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, but look, no, that was made by Sega, and that's why I used to play Alex the Kid and Sonic the Hedgehog on. Sega. 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 Now, um, good I, luck editing this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my biggest complaint of the week, I have to say, I'm sorry, I'm going there. I feel really sorry for Cat. I think Cat is being woefully underused. Well, it does bring me to my very short note, but big topic. I've written Cat off. And, you know, I think for me, this is possibly the turning point for Cat. I, I, I don't think. Daddy John George is playing him the same as he used to, combined with the different sort of lines he's getting. Yeah. And so, yeah, underused, underserved, mm. the way he's being played, possibly. Sorry, Danny, if you're listening. Speak! Or you'll spend the rest of the day picking bits of charred mech out of your clothing. Uh, can I change into dungarees? Um, I don't know, it, it just doesn't feel like the same character anymore. And I know when we've sat down and talked about Red Dwarf before, we've done this podcast. I've said to you, Dan, I've past this myself, I think Cat goes off the boil in later series, and he may come back, don't take my mm. word for it, Matty, but, but yeah, this is, I don't know, it's, I remember saying back in series two, oh, that Cat, this is where he, there's a stupid line in there, and he, and he starts to do thick lines, but now he's being played thick even before he says the lines, rather than, I'm cool, I'm good, and I just happen to say something stupid. See, I disagree. You, really? Yeah. I mean, you're the cat of the group. Carry on. <laughs> you're going to no, back that up, or you just disagree? Just don't disagree. What stylish him? <laughs> I'm clearly the cat. I meant in intelligence-wise of this. Oh, okay, fair um, no, I, I think they just kind of developed him. I'm, I know. I think they've like, what's like, what would be the opposite? Develop it's like that. They're underdeveloping Undeveloped. yeah. him. He's, yeah. he's regressing. Devolving. Yeah, exactly. He's regressing. That's the, the word. There isn't as much depth or roundness to him. You know? Yeah. Whereas we got. Well, he never had depth. Well, he, he had. He had his character. He, he had his. He had uses, and he was a valued part of the crew. Even if some people got irritated with the fact that he was constantly smelling his way around the galaxy. At the same time, he was a valuable member of the crew. Somebody now, got irritated. He had a role to play. Now he he can't even press a button without getting it wrong and without pointing out his, you know, his line will be, oh, I'm stupid, and then I'll press the button. You're right, he, he's not given a chance to... He had one one good line for me in this in, in this. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think he had a good line, and I try. I wonder if we sync up on that. Was, was it to do when he, when he was asked to fetch the spare head, and he said, what am I, a dog? No, I just a good, that... good line. We're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, that was just such a bad line. That's well, it what, was a lazy That's why line I didn't laugh. Yeah, yeah, it was a laser. Mark, okay, well, I have found mine. So, go on, go um, for it. 
uh, it's when uh, he's uh, when they've dressed up as Gelf and they're trying to talk, have this conversation with a simulant who, spoilers, turns out to be rogue. Um, and he basically breaks into into human into, straight, into, straight, into, into straight, straight speaking, and and, and Kachansky's trying to get him to stop, trying to get him to stop, and he yeah. turns around and goes, <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah, that was the line from Kachansky. Okay, that was sadly. okay. Unfortunately, because it was off the back of what I thought was a terrible moment with him breaking into English, it's sort of like there's no build up. It, 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 they just they do all this stuff about dressing up, and the first thing he does is is do it, and it's sort of like. So much effort just to yeah, I mean, throw Kuch- it away. Kachansky's like said, "We look great," and, and and I don't know why I really liked her saying that because they didn't. They looked awful, but um, yeah, well, they looked like great. They looked like girls, yeah. And what you're right. Yeah. And, and what was the to do with cat guessing the century? That was just a oh uh, yeah, oh. a century joke. I've oh oh my god. Yeah, yes. you know what I mean. It's sort of like. What labour a joke? I've written a board face also next to Bath slash flash back flash uh, slash flash sideways. Ah! Last century joke, and I can't even remember. Well, it. he oh. went, Oh, can you narrow it down to when these things were? And he said, Oh, you know, it was the 22nd, 23rd, maybe 24th, 25th. Oh, maybe should, and so it just went on. And yeah, it did come yeah. in one way later as so, well. So, so, the 19th century in Kentucky, yeah, so it said. Which is ironic because that's the last time that you had a bath or something like yes, that. Yeah. It was it was it was a it was the Pride and Prejudice bit. Of yeah, I think yeah, it was synonymous with bath. Nineteenth century when you last had bath. Uh, that, yeah, no, but no, that that was when this had a bath. But the cat bath century joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trying He's to narrow it down. Yeah, yeah, so it's a different thing. But yeah, that was a terrible joke. There was one thing I liked about cat, but I kind of remember what it was. I don't know, it's it's just whether it's devolved or whether it's the writing or not, or whether way ways it's being performed now. It's because going back to series one and two, we always said, we want more of the cat because he just turns up, does a little thing, off he goes. Then he starts to do series three. If we Remember we said, he feels like part of the crew. Yeah. He's doing stuff with them. And you know, it is, it's, it's always hard going and trying to trade off past glories. Not trade off, but compare to, but I always go back to the, well, Junior the Angle is going to be the best you're going to get out of me, buddy, or whatever, that sort of thing. It's all, that's, that's not happening. That magic isn't happening. No. No, the, uh, the other the other bit, and unfortunately I didn't write down the preamble to it, but uh, I think it was when they were uh, were trying to escape or something in the, in the ship, and he turned around and said, "What a fluke!" And I, I, I oh I yeah, killed it. That was one of the best scenes I yeah. thought, and and yeah, it was sort of almost didn't need that punchline. No, there were so many. No, there, there were lots of lazy lines, especially at the end. Oh, <laughs> oh we haven't we talked about the end. Go for the end. Oh, well, oh. it was the end. When he was carrying it, and I said, "Please don't say he ain't heavy as my brother." Please don't say he ain't heavy as my brother. Please, don't. I could just see it coming. And then exactly at that point, he did that joke. I was like, "No, why?" I mean, we we love a bit of panto, but that was a a, a good crap panto. That was that was, was a, that was a crap panto, panto joke. So. You, know, you know, and it done in the right situation. It could be funny. I mean, it was very self-aware, so you could argue that it was okay because it was self-aware, but... Mm. You know, my favourite Crichton bit of the moment, I have to say, was when he was blow-darting the members of the um, the Bennett family. I actually thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that was quite amusing. That was really <clears> funny. <throat> Apart from the fact then he... The third one, he just injures himself. And I was just like, no... Uh, I know, I did, did say to myself, again, on pantalines, I, I like slapstick, but this yeah. isn't working. And Jesus, Mrs Barrett, Mrs Bennett even was seriously overacting at the point before the... <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think they were supposed Fair to enough. be. To yeah, be. Yeah, the, yes, the simpering and the giggling was amusing, but then she was really sort of like... Right, oh I, I, didn't, I didn't mind that, but again, it was an idea that was almost thrown away, wasn't it? And we went on to the other story. But when I was talking about the end, it was sort of like the the 
it's too hot for us joke yeah. at the end. Surely even you didn't enjoy that joke, did you, Matt? Yeah, the, the, the bug in the programme has made the curry too hot. I mean... And I just put, very, oh, you know, weak ending, could they not be bothered to write something better? I wrote, they forgot the joke at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's the I note mean, I wrote to myself. <laughs> as much as me saying that Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Bennett was overacting, I thought the best bit of that whole bit was when she said, mine's a vindaloo. No, oh, see, I want to jump to my other favourite line of the thing. I did like Chancing saying, no, no, stick to the omelette with, with big, big chips. chips. Yes. Yeah. Um, See, I thought that was quite funny. That's you could chance get the best lines. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that line too. <laughs> also, can we talk about the scene where it suddenly got very action packed and then suddenly the music in the background. Like, dun, 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 dun. That, I think I'm used to it. I when they were playing cards. They were playing cards. I saw the lights oh, just yeah. go red and then they start doing the whole everything excitement. Zoom oh, in God, on the face. I've put, oh, yeah, God, I've put incidental music. Sounds like the shaman. <laughs> yeah, but it just, it just sounded like strange. a rave. It did. But then it was strange when they were sitting down playing cards. Hiding. The, it was just such a disjointed was, scene. Yeah, yeah the so, music was still playing. It was so weirdly done. It was like it was... Going into the like, asteroid belt, playing cards, Don Henderson on his own, recording all the same time, but breaking the crap, sort of like, oh, I'm just going to go and make a mistake. Yes. The mistake has been made. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I mean, God. I think probably Don Henderson's stimulant had the right idea and he basically killed himself. Get out of <laughs> yeah, this episode. I hate this episode. <laughs> this <is terrible. laughs> See, his bazooka firing inside did bad things. Yes, it did. <laughs> Yes, it did. Oh dear. Uh, there was a there was a bit. I think it must have been. Yeah, it was was during the chase. And you thought of the shaman and a few other things have made us go down. Uh, there was a comment. There's something coming on the starboard bow. Was I the only one who thought? Yeah. Clearly not. Clearly not. Okay. Glad we were all on no, the same no, page no, there. No, no, no. I've tried to erase that. Oh no, it's great. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, gone are the days when we're saying, what was your Bob Burn in this episode? Well, I really can't Most find Most of the episode. I can't find yeah. one. And this is the complete opposite. And, and, you know, I don't like slamming down on Red Dwarf, as we said before. You know, most of it is my favourite programme. And then you hit an episode like this, it's all like, why? Yeah, well, comedy, well. Is, comedy isn't easy to write. It's, it's hard. I don't like criticising it in some ways, but that's what we're here to do. This is, yeah, clearly a failure. <laughs> Okay, look, so I think the best way we can see it, and I know I've said this before, and as Jazz said, the only way is up, but I also think it's, it's time to... Oh, that song ruins the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually oh. time, it's actually time to think of maybe the 90s and maybe more of a dream type thing, and things can yeah. only get better. And I do can I do believe that... Yes, yes, thank you. And, you know, obviously you and, <laughs> you and Dan have watched this, like, this programme forever, so... I kind of think it must get better because if it got any bloody worse, I'm sure both of you would be like, oh my God, it was good, but what a load of old. Oh! Now, and so I do think that, that I'm, I'm just thinking, okay, we're taking the rough with the smooth and there's been a lot more rough in series seven than I think there has been smooth, but it's a contrast. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's the shade. It's still, interest, it's still interesting to look at and mm. unfortunately it's the interesting part is what's going wrong. I it? haven't convinced you. I actually, I thought, okay, I'm going to try and be uber positive about this episode. How are you feeling at this second hearing us compared the opposite? To, com- okay, compared to a series three, four, five, even six episode, 
yeah, it's somewhat lacking, isn't it, really? But, you know... But I, that's some of my favourite telly of all time, so that is obviously a high bar. On its own merits, was this any good? Well, I think it's below average. Hmm. Oh, oh, if, Which for if, Series if, 7 isn't saying much. If this was the first episode you saw of Red Dwarf, you probably wouldn't be going, I'd like to watch more Red Dwarf, necessarily. Maybe, I don't know. I miss Rimmer. Well, of course, of yeah, course. Mm-hmm. I miss Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Which Holly? Oh. Frankly, either of Just them. Bring them Just bring them on. At this point, we'll take either. Just I, bring the original And I, I agree. I, I miss Rimmer as well, but I, that doesn't preclude it from still being funny. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, he was a funny character, blah, 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 but, but it doesn't mean to say what we're getting can't be amusing and funny, and we are talking about a few funny lines, I mean, but... This yeah, this wasn't. We've barely mentioned Lister, have we? As well. Well, I was about to say that. Go for we it. haven't. Well, I mean, I think he had. Uh, again, I thought it was they made it. They made heavy weather of it. But um, there was uh, when Lister was. I think it was they were on their last head. Lister was trying to make this work. He goes and and Kachansky says, "Are you going to make the? Do you, do you know what you're doing?" And and he went, "Hey!" And then <laughs> blew the head up. And she and he said, "Well, I, I was going to finish the sentence. Say, hey, no, I don't." Mm. And I thought that was an all right was joke. Okay. I just okay, thought yeah. they made quite heavy weather of it. I, it, was, it was made, but I enjoyed. And the problem comes when that's one of the better lines. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It's not a bad line if it's just a filler in between the good jokes. Yeah, for me, Lister really didn't have a tremendous amount to do in this episode. I personally would have been happier if they'd stayed on Pride and Prejudice World and we'd just seen how that one spun out. Yeah, it felt, it, felt like nice. it, it felt like they should have had more. But they've never been... necessarily done that when they've done all the other well, stuff. Well, no, they, they have, but that would have been an opportunity for Kachansky to... Yes, because... To know, shine she, in his, as well Well, partly that, but it would have still allowed that sort of sitcom, odd couple, rubbing up the wrong way bit about, you know, she was clearly at odds with the group of people who smell, who play mm-hmm. what's that smell and how many no- marbles can we shove up our noses? Mm-hmm. And, and, and she clearly and, and there would have been comedy in that because there has been comedy in that and she's proven I mean it would have been funny to see the Bennett sisters playing shoving marbles up their noses that think, might have been fun yeah I mean if at the end of that episode basically the Bennett sisters have become boys from the dwarf and, and well, Kachansky's yes. exasperated you know that could have been funny for example or somehow the Bennett sisters managed to end up uh, uh, you know on on Starbug, and there would be much mirth and hilarity and tittering and simpering, I'm sure. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded of seeing that. Na- Nadja splicing. So many wars. That's why it caused so many wars. I'm ticking that line off. Yeah. Um, oh, something I... Okay. There was something I, I did actually really like. Oh. Um, it, it maybe got a little bit buried, but it was... After all, you've always been a big fan of penetrating 19th-century observations of middle-class manners. I mean, just because you own a T-shirt advertising the rock band Colostomy Explosion... Colostomy oh, Explosion. Yeah. <laughs> they were, yes. they were the band. Doesn't mean that you are a master of erudition. That yeah. was going to be my yeah. final Colost- line. Just but take it and, and with pleasure. Sorry, yeah, I mean, I just had to bring something positive. There was a good line in there. Flashback moment of, of the week for me. Precisely, sir. It would have been about as unsurprising as an episode of Tales of the Unexpected. <laughs> now... Obviously, <laughs> Tales of the Unexpected was mostly written by Roald Ro- Ro- Dahl, Matty, because you're looking at words. For those listening, mm-hmm. Matt is now explaining to this to Matty. Yeah, okay. But I don't remember. I, I, well, I, I the don't outtake know, episode. I don't think I was allowed to watch it. Was it? Was it like? <laughs> yeah, I remember the opening titles with that woman dancing yeah. in in um, 
um, silhouette and the kind of weirdly scary carousel type music thing. Were the episodes particularly predictable? I don't know, it's just one of those jokes. I never watched enough of them to know. I remember seeing bits and pieces. I've known people who've gone back and watched this culty type thing now, isn't it? I don't know, I don't know how predictable they were really. Right. Um, yeah, I, I haven't had enough experience to say. Obviously, when we do a podcast based on it, then uh, <laughs> we can find out. So, made, made by Anglia Television. Where these yeah. two are from, were from. But, I, I would like to, to, to bring up a comedy corner. Oh, be excited, be, be excited, be excited, be, be excited. Because often they do centre around on what you should give away and what you shouldn't give away. But as we've all agreed, the, the blowing up of the gazebo was quite funny. Mm -hmm. But it was signposted too much because Crichton basically said, I'm going to bring a tank into the game. Didn't he? He went out of the AI. Oh, I'm going to bring that and tank to the game from that WW2 game. And it's sort of like, I don't, it's sort of, and I thought, why are you telling us you're bringing a tank into the game? Just, yeah, just bring it much in. Much more funny when the tank appears if you don't know the tank is coming because that's the funny reveal, isn't it? Mm. And then get blown up. I mean, maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't usually, but maybe <laughs> I'm overthinking it. But it felt, oh, I need to add something to this game to get their attention or so. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I think he said he's going to borrow a part from the WW2 game, not tank. I think he said T61. Yeah, he, or named, he, he named the tank. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, fair enough. I didn't, okay, yeah. then, then yes, then you are right. And yeah, that does sort of like ruin, ruin the sort of surprise. Yes, yeah, so, because you thought, oh, you know However... However, However, was it Lister's line? I didn't know robots got PMT. I did kind of like chuckle at that, I have to say. Oh, it's a bit sexist, isn't it? It is a little sexist. Yeah, a bit sexist, yeah. a bit sexist, fattest. So, so, you know, it's been lots of, all, all sorts of ists. Funniest. Was the double chalker <laughs> joke really? Well, his, his nickname was Fat Boy or something, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was his. It was his nan or his aunt that was that. That was that was that was when it really hit home, wasn't it? He was living yeah. with his nan, and when she died, they had to go back for the second piece of talk. She was a double chalker. I, I, Should I, we be bothered? I don't. I wasn't. No. But you know, of all the things in this episode that bothered me, that definitely wasn't it. Well, I'm I fat. It went right over my head. No, Fatboy is just kind of unoriginal as well. It was a crap nickname. It I mean, was. I'd forgotten all about it, and it's sort of like, oh, what's his nickname going to be? Oh, oh, you were called Fat Boy. Fat I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. It was hardly like, you know, iron balls. Or... Well, let's just say... <laughs> Ace. Let's just say to Robert Llewellyn, don't give up your day job. Yeah. I, I think this might be the only one. This was the only episode that he wrote. Or was allowed to write. Yes, could be. He's written books, which are good. Were they funny? Yes. There we go, stick to writing books. But that's a di I mean, he's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. He is guy. a funny guy. Yeah, but th there's clearly Scrappy something... Challenge was hilarious. Obviously, something's not it's funny right it here. <laughs> it's very true. You know, people, you know, people do get writer's block and do struggle. Um, yeah, do but they don't get writer's block right in the first episode. Well, no, yeah, hang on a second. Hang no, on but second. I doubt he's got full control over this. No. Uh, he's contributing stuff well, there was to a the Well, there's a simple, simple solution if they were not... If they were running out of ideas, make the series six episodes, not eight. Well, no, but they were, I think they were doing it to get up to syndication in America. Mm. This will also be... So, they, these series, they won't decide how much they're going to write the BBC or whatever would order so many episodes and say, this is how many episodes we want. No, but I think that's why they were getting up to, trying to get to 52 episodes or whatever. Oh, yeah. is that what that means? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. 
so so that so they could just continue to go in America like Star Trek used to do, you know. Okay. Um, but we don't know what side that, that Robert Llewellyn contributed to. Maybe people do know, and we don't. Maybe the information is out there. But he may have given the story and not necessarily the jokes. We don't know mm. what side of it he did necessarily. You would think he was part of the decision to have a second character that he played. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, and 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 potentially and potentially, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if part of the character of Abel was 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 his right. Okay, there's another there's another mechanoid. You're gonna play it. How do you want to do it? I suspect that was you know, it'd be crazy if he was party to writing this episode at all and he wasn't involved in that bit. Funny enough, yeah, Robert Owen intended to write himself out of the episode almost completely because he didn't want to be in the uncomfortable costume while having to write it. Um, but the other writers... He doesn't have to wear it while he's writing it. Yeah, I mean, normally <laughs> you've written it before you get there this, and get this costume. Just was, maybe that's why this episode was like that. They were writing it in Maybe, costume. yeah, he was literally had to get into formal... Oh, it's just tough writing it in this golf costume. Yeah. But it was the other writers added more ideas and ended up appearing in the entire episode playing two roles. I believe originally he intended someone else to play Abel. Right. And... That didn't happen. I mean, it did feel like it didn't need to be him. It, it, as we said earlier, it wasn't bringing anything else. It could have been anybody else, couldn't it? I mean, the simulants could have been David all, Ross. The the, sim- yes. the simulants have all been played by different jobbing British actors. Mm. So, or mostly Br- British actors. Mm. Um, yes, why do all the mechanoids? But I suppose simulants are different. They're supposed to be more human-like, and they are all different. Therefore, they're all different. Although they are all rogue. Um, Whereas Series 4000 Mechanoids all look like they've got a novelty condom-shaped head. I took care of the squid with limpid binds. I don't think I've got much more to say about this episode. Unfortunately, I'm sad. I don't like it to be this bad, but for me it was pretty bad. Mm. And considering we've already had one episode, or two episodes of the series, that are ranking at the bottom of the all-times, well, then uh, to have another one is... Let's just say... Disappointing. You know, we've talked about Yaz, we've talked about Dream. I think it's time to refer to this episode as Steps did and say it's better best forgotten. <laughs> or tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you two probably are swinging towards that. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think... I, I, I haven't mentioned anything about the jokes about I don't eat anything... Of, that's once been a cartoon. Was that a joke? Are, are we saying lobsters have yeah, a cartoon? Or cows aren't a cartoon? Or... You've never had a Every lamb. Yeah, it's probably been a exactly. cartoon at some point. I mean, it, it, again, it felt like it was a grasp straight away. You've never had bacon? Rabbits. Well, people eat rabbit. I mean, it's not... I mean, he'd have a rabbit curry. He'd have a goat curry. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, it was, yeah. bit, it was just a bit duff. Um, but I I haven't got anything else to add as another my funny line. line. I know it is your line. Well, mm. why don't you ask me? Anything else you'd like to say, Matt? No, I think it's all been said. I'll have to get something else to end off now so um, have you got another highlight you want to <laughs> I don't <laughs> Matty have you got another highlight you'd like to mention I think this is just another turd on the steaming pile that is series 7 ooh ooh, <laughs> ooh that's even harsher and unfortunately I don't have anything you don't. else I did to I steal your either. colostomy explosion Matt you've yes. done a very good job as you stood up for it I, I didn't hate it but you've stood up for it and I think you have pulled out some bits that were that, that merited you know uh, some appreciation oh so, I've seen know. worse things I've turned off worse things oh yeah mm. it's just that we're doing a Red Dwarf podcast because we love Red Dwarf and 
well, Most I, I hope you do love Red Dwarf now. You didn't know at the start, did you? But, but um, and we want to love it and say how great it is, not mm. how crushingly average it is. Not how great ting it is, yes. yes. Exactly. I think, can we please, for the love of God, just find Red Dwarf now? It's been long enough. <laughs> do you think they'll make it funnier? There's Red Dwarf. <laughs> no, it would just make it seem like the old days again. It would make it seem like, yay. They're gone, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no bright side to the Yeah. yeah. Um, bring back Holly. I'm, bring ha- back I'm, ho- I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they will. And, I'm ha- and I, I believe, it. I don't think it's going to be too long, Matty. So this is me. It could be just blind optimism. You know, but I, I think you should, you should be hopeful. I, I, I think, I think hopeful. there's still some more rough to come, but I'm hoping there's a, there, there's more smooth as well though. So it's just, okay. it's just, um, maybe not quite as consistent as it used to. And it's all of whether that smooth is with a capital what? smooth. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna have my own little mental list now. The things I want to bring back is, Red Dwarf, Rimmer, Holly. If I can see any of those, I'll be very happy. I'll have a little celebration. And no point you're asking, I haven't seen any of the next episodes, I don't know what's coming, but they're all looking at me in a very strange way right now, I'm guessing. Slightly fairy godmotherish. make it so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As you wish. Oh, Princess yeah. Bride reference. Have you watched that yet? No. Right, okay. <laughs> so, we will wrap up this episode then. Thank goodness. Although, how long have we recorded for? 49 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was a lot. That's of clear. I, I reckon this yeah. one won't be that long by the Nine time Nine minutes, I reckon, yeah, by exactly. the time you're done. Yeah. No, no, there's a lot, there was more than that to moan about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so sorry about those that enjoy this episode and don't like to hear us moaning. Um, well, I don't know what we can do about it, really. But uh, so wrong, ho- hopefully, wrong, wrong. <laughs> hopefully next time we can bring a bit more light and joy to your lives. So, so with that, it's it's goodbye from me, Matthew. It's goodbye from me, Matt. It's goodbye from me, Matty. And it's goodbye from me, Dan. Ta-da! Peace. You're going to use that on melting and you're going to modulate it and put it over, <laughs> put it over the end. Well, I can't, that would be too obvious. Wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>